Hey guys, we are back for another episode. Welcome to Firsties. My name is Mila. I'm the host. Um, what you guys don't know, I did like bulk um, um, content. So I haven't been on this mic for a week and a half. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, finally I'm back. I'm like, I'm so excited. You guys don't know this because like, it comes out once a week. But I have uh, my favorite cousin. Yes, I'm going to say my favorite cousin. Finally admitting it. <laughs> finally <laughs> she's back for another episode you guys really enjoyed her on the last episode actually <laughs> on code switching I remember um so today um I took some advice from social media friend we're gonna be talking about the double life of a first gen before we jump into it as always guys thank you so much for subscribing um liking commenting doing all those things it really helps me out a lot um, and then all the kind um, messages publicly and privately. I just really um, appreciate that. Um, so keep doing that. Uh, make sure you follow us everywhere on Thirsty's Pod. Um, now let's get into this episode. So <clears throat> double life of first gen. So I could share what my idea of that is. Then yeah. you can jump in as well. Okay. Um, so to me, I feel like growing up, in an environment where you weren't necessarily born, you do have like this double identity. Yeah. And you're trying to like double dutch between the two. And for survival, right? Meaning if you want to be outside, you can't be telling your parents. <laughs> you want to be outside? <laughs> I don't know, that's survival. <laughs> um, you have to live this double life. Yeah. Um, now I know some of my friends and even some of my family members who have gone to like the extreme. Yeah. Um, my parents kind of know everything I've kind of done basically. Um, when I was living under their roof. Um, and by the way, it was after I had already done it, years later, right? 100%. Um, but um, yeah, I wanted to kind of dive into what a double life of a first gen is, um, where maybe it's, I know, you know, some of my old friends in um, high school, middle school, they'll do the whole like parents drop them off, Take five or ten minutes in the bathroom yep. to be a little bit more cuter, <laughs> tighten up the skirt or whatever the case Very is. Very familiar with that one. And put a little eyeliner on. Yeah. And then, like, completely different yeah. person. And then, you know what it is? What I find is that then you get older and you um, have, like, I for me, I find that, like, there's this beautiful thing that happens where you kind of have, like, self-acceptance. Yeah. And then, like, you don't have to live this double life anymore because – one, you're a grown-ass person, mm -hmm. I would hope, right? Um, but two, I think it really stems from, like, I'm done pretending to be. Because also the character that we do at school or outside of our home is also particularly a character. Yeah. Because we're trying to, like, conform to, like... Yeah. Like, for me, it was straightening my hair or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, or wearing Aeropostor or Hollister, Ugh, going Aeropostal. to, like, the suburban area that we were right, at. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Looking back, I'm like, girl, mm -hmm. you're wasting your parents' money. What are we doing? $80 on Abercrombie joggers. But survival, bitch. It's like, survival. Like, what was I on? <laughs> Crazy. What was I on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was your, like, double life journey as a first gen? I, I know so many people can relate to this. I feel like one, I think every single first gen can relate. Um, but I, I went out of my way to not lead a double life, which put such a strain on like my mental health and it's because I'm one of those people that's like super obsessed with everybody having the correct perception of you yeah I, I, everybody perceiving me in the way that I perceive myself so I a lot of my friends the whole you know come in in the morning 8 a.m to school quick 8 bathroom is crazy. 8 a.m quick bathroom change up put a little bit of makeup on some of them had religious like clothing that they yeah. did not want to wear take that off xyz and I'm like that was never me because I'm I, I, I was like hell bent on always being like the same person in every room. In That's front remarkable. Of everyone. And no, but it was terrible for me because now I look back on it, and I'm like, what if you just did what you wanted? Like just you wild know? Out. Like, yeah, just just wild out. Like let yourself. You be say 16. that. You say that. So I'm glad we're talking about this because we're opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Meaning yeah. I didn't wild out. Like I really was pretty pretty well behaved, but like like going to parties where I shouldn't have, where yeah. there's underage drinking and all these oh, things. I wish. Um, but the obstacle that I put myself through just to get to that one party, yeah. whether it was like, I had to ask my parents like three weeks ahead or yeah. like make sure I was getting grades or like, um, get home before, before curfew <clears throat> or like fake a, a sleepover at a cousin's house. Yeah. And my mom was like, cool with the, like, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Like we, we, if you're a first gen and you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. I don't even have to like go into details obstacles. about it. Yeah. You're jumping obstacles. And really, I think looking back on it, if you want to look at from like a 
like I'm not a psychologist or therapist, but looking at it from kind of that perspective, I think it was just, you're just trying to find community. And at that time, right. my community was my friends. Right. And so I wanted to be at this party yeah. and I wanted to wear the same thing that they were you wearing. You wanted to be outside. And, like I wanted to be outside, yeah. like not at home. Yeah. Um, and I do even see now like the relatable like TikToks and Instagram reels of like you, you come home at 3 a.m., but really it's like 11 p.m. Oh, my God. And your African mom is like, oh, my God. What have you done now that you, what are you going to say at my funeral now that you killed L- me? That, like, now that you've <laughs> actually killed me. Yeah. Because I can't, we can't go through that over and over. I feel like I was a little, I think I took life too seriously. And I, I really regret that in high school. Like a lot of my friends just kind of said, like, screw it and acted their age. Whereas I, I held myself to an extremely impossible standard, which I regret it so much now because I was accused of doing everything under the sun. Like, Ruth, I bet you're doing this when I'm not answering the phone. I bet I bet you're with this person doing X, Y, Z, doing terrible things. And in my head, I'm like, I never want you to be right. So I went out of my way to like always do what was quote unquote right. I feel like now looking back, I would tell my 16 year old self, girl, go do whatever you want. It's not, it's not, you, it's not a crime. It's not a crime to go to parties. It's not a crime to sneak out. It's not a crime to go see a boy. It's not a crime. It's to the do- sign. That you're 16. You're 16. Like, you will be fine. And I know. It felt like and a crime. I know you. Our audience doesn't know you. Know you. And I know what you mean of like your version of outside is not outside. It's not outside. You're it's not, not doing anything that's actually life threatening yeah. in your life, babe. You're still an honor. You know, literally, like it's just, yeah. It's literally just going to this one party. But literally. to first to immigrant families, that's like it makes it feels like criminal. I just I remember like yeah, you know that does, transition yeah. from like. I, I, I it was I it was like eighth grade. I was in middle school, and I'd want to go to the movies, and I'd get in arguments with my parents. I'd be like, it would be late at night. They're like, why do you want to go to the movies at yeah. eight p.m.? It's the I want to go see a movie at eight p.m. That's what people do, and like, you know, in immigrant household, you feel like you're asking to travel to Europe at thirteen when you say, can I go to the movies at night? It feels like you're asking for the world, and like, it's an insane <laughs> ask. But I just remember sitting there defending myself, being like, I just. I don't know. I just want to go to this pizza it's just party. something I want to do. Like it's not it's not that deep. But now and then I got like I guess I got in my head and I started being like, okay, well I can't do that. I'm not gonna stress them out. I'm not gonna do this. I would like always answer my phone. Yeah. Um, oh my god. I, I you everybody knows me about this. I will never miss a call because if I miss a call, you know what's gonna happen? My mom's gonna either think I died, she will literally believe that. Right. Or two, they're if I'm alive, that's not good news. They're right. gonna assume that I'm out here doing some mess. Like I'm gonna be in trouble. Either way. That's so, so I was true. so paranoid about that and where I had friends who a lot of my friends were immigrants, straight up like ignoring their parents' calls. I had cousins who like everybody knows in my family, everyone knows to call me. If all me and my cousins are all out, especially if it's like past midnight, they know every you're mom pick up. is calling me. Yeah. Because they know Ruth is the one that's gonna pick up because she cannot take ignoring the call because I would literally die. Like I it's that it's that it's that little girl in me that's still like a people pleaser and wants to do everything right and never get in trouble. So, yeah. so I'm always picking up and I'm like, hey, what's up, yay? And then whereas my, everybody else around me will be like, decline, next, next shot, please. Like no one cared. And I'm like, I wish I was like that. Yeah, no, at the, like, that, that part I did pick up because although I was probably up to no goods, my mom, my parents did not deserve the worry. They really like, yeah. I'm gonna get in trouble, yeah. but they picked up, you're okay, you're yeah. alive, that's it. And then here's the thing though, cause grass is always green on the other side, yeah. right? I'm not a parent, yeah. but like, I always tell my parents this, it sounds funny, but I always say like, I could really be doing crazy oh shit. The shit they I've seen, no idea. when I'm at these parties, they the have things no I've idea. seen, babes, None. And I still am like, no, that's not for me. I'm, it's time for me to go home I when certain is. things are happening. Yeah. Um, it's time for me to, you have no idea what you have. Like, at Uber's I know when to call it. Like, I know when to call it. I know when to call and it. And you, you have no I idea how many kids don't know when to call over. it. Yes, yeah. for me. Very yeah, much. I tell, I tell that the, all the time. They don't understand because they don't know what we're talking no about. Clue. But seeing that, I'm like, oh, I could imagine like they're going worst case scenario with what's yeah. going on in the news and stuff. So then I'm like, oh, um, it doesn't hurt to pick up their call. They're going to yell at you, oh, yeah, call yeah. you every derogatory term. Oh, my <laughs> God. Not, but um, they just want to make sure that you're that you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> but until I understood that, babes, I was playing a double life. No. I had to. I, you know what it, what it was about me? I felt like I didn't want to. I, I feel like everybody played a double life, and it's easier to play a double life. And I was advised by my older cousins to play a double life. Like, everybody would be like, Ruth, you're making your life so hard. Even my brother. Like, he had a huge double life. And I would. I was so hell-bent on, like, just living my authentic life. It was it was very much like That's I would so ask wise to do something. Yeah. I would ask to do something. And like my parents would say no. And then my older cousins, everybody I'm talking like cousins who are like ten years older than me. 
I would call them, I'd rant, and they'd be like, Ruth, you're making your life so hard. Why are you asking? Just do it. They won't know. And I'm like, no, because I should I should be able to do what I want and still be upfront about it. Why do I have to hide my life? Why do I have and that was like my thing growing Her. up where I'm like, why should I? I was have telling to you off camera it? at the young age of whatever you were sitting on business. Phase. I was sitting on business. I yeah. was not playing. You were never gonna trend. catch me. You were never gonna catch me lacking because it was very much like, why do I have to do things? I, I always believed that if I had to hide something, mm-hmm. that was me admitting that I thought it was wrong. Wow. And I'm like, I don't think what I'm doing is wrong. wrong. So you will never so catch me hiding it. Listen up. Yeah, literally, literally. Like, I'm like, if I get up. caught, you know, trying to hide something from my parents or lying about something, that's like me being like, oh my God, I, knew I'm ashamed. Wrong. I'm not yeah. ashamed, one. And two, I, standing on I don't business. think what I'm doing is wrong. I think what I'm doing is perfectly fine. So I'm going to do it out in the open, in the daylight. Right. And if I can't do that, that was my argument where I'm like, why can't I? And everyone's like, you're being dumb and you're taking the path that is exhausting. Just do it. Apologize if you get caught, but you'll never get caught. And I just, I refuse to do that, which I think made my life a lot harder than it needed to be. I, I don't recommend it. It's so interesting because I'm on the other side of the perspective where I think I also made my life, I would disagree and say, no, I think it was better that you were just authentic. And until I got to an age for myself where I accepted who I was, yeah. whether now by the time I got to that point, I wasn't even interested in like being outside really. So, <laughs> um, but until then I, I made my life more difficult by like, imagine if I just folk really, really just focused on like school when I was younger, but yeah. I was also focused on my social life and school, mm-hmm. which I just want to tell my parents that's even more impressive because it's like, I was trying to keep Keith <laughs> and I was still on Actually roll. though. So actually though. Yeah. Give me my cred yeah. there. Um, but I think I put myself through, like, I think that's one thing maybe our parents understand is that you're, you're raising a child in a culture they weren't necessarily born in, but they have to conform to. They do. You know what I mean? Right. So like the, I always talk about this when you're younger, all you really care about is your social life. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I care about my grades and stuff, but so, y- you know, like you're the only one who has a different pair of shoes or a different type of style. Like, yeah. huh? You know what I mean? And also you're literally 15. You, you haven't even developed yet at all. Yeah. Like, and you the, know what I mean? And I feel like what people don't understand is a lot of immigrant kids are forced to live a double life not necessarily because they have anything to hide but because the things that might seem like super normal talk about it here like you know like staying out late going to um a a homecoming after party or staying late for a football game um going out to eat after a football game xyz doing all these things are normal to american families right so your your family you get home at like 11 midnight on those types of nights it's fine whereas for immigrant families whose parents have absolutely no idea what the hell you're talking about, it just sounds like womp, 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 yep. an excuse to be out till midnight and you're doing shit you don't need to be, yeah, get home anyway. like get home. And so it, it like was like maddening asking for like, or doing things that you that are extremely normal for your age group, but and then having to justify it at home because you felt like you were on trial every time. <laughs> and it's like, on trial for me, I refused. At some point, I literally just stopped where I was like, I'm not gonna, like, my friends would always be like, Ruth, there's a party. Why would I, no, I'm not even asking, why would I even get involved in that? I know how this is gonna go. Oh, I'm also not sure. justifying this to my parents. Like, I don't care enough. Yeah. So I like found ways around it where yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted I, I wanted to be, you know, at school late. I, I loved watching basketball. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a cheerleader. I hated cheering. Everybody on my team, including my coach knows, I hated cheering. But I loved being a cheerleader because it gave me access to all these games yeah. and gave me an excuse to always be wow. at these events. Yeah. And so I found ways out of it. I, my parents never came to watch me cheer. I think my dad walked in on a game once because it stayed extra late. And he walked in and he just sees like the gym is packed. It's like a championship game. He sees like what's going on. He's like, this is what she'd be staying late for. But I'm like, yeah. Like this that's is that. it. Yeah. Because what, I mean, also practice. I hang out with my friends until like 8 p.m., and that's an, like another thing where that's I get to stay social, after, yeah. socialize. I don't get to do that. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like that's, I don't think people understand. Like that's, we go out of our way for the simplest Yeah. Things. And it's more than just kikiing. Like yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. It's community and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. It's right, not right. like, cause in our, I feel like most immigrant parents, it's school and home. And they don't understand that you're not, your identity as a person from the ages of like five to 18, is not just student. You are a person. Please understand that to and anyone I, who's yeah. listening. It's just I get that that's important. I do. And I get I tried emphasis that, on that it. to be my whole world. And yeah, I but you can't make miserably. that your kid's whole world. Yeah, And absolutely. be like, well, I'm not going to let them do X, Y. They have to be socialized properly, which is why we have kids now who, you know, for the rest of their lives have like a crazy difficulty making friends. And it's because from ages five to 18, their parents kept, you know, head in a book, didn't see the importance of them hanging out with friends outside of school or even after mm. school or joining clubs and sports and whatever. And they're like, yeah, cause my kid's getting straight A's and focused, but like your kid now has to live alone and 
is very lonely and is having serious social issues in life. Right. Because you didn't socialize them properly. Because like you didn't like, let them be outside when they were 15. You didn't let them be. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> like, let them go. Let them let do them it. Let them go. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, I regret that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think if there's an right. age, like there's a, there's a way to behave for every age. I just didn't, I feel like my parents' worst nightmare was like me seriously wiling out, which I wish they knew that I never even had that in me. I, like, I'm not the one. I know I might that's seem like the one. Thing. I'm not the one. It's, I, which I feel like this episode is just, us, just me complaining about, like, what my parents did. But that's really not it. It was just, <laughs> I just wasn't the clip that you had to discipline like yeah, that. Yeah, like, ever, just, ever. Which is, it's, like, mind-blowing, though. Because when you hear about stuff that even today, like, when a lot of my older cousins and my aunts, whatever, um, I spent a lot of the summer reconnecting with them and spending a lot of time with just family members I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling them about how I am. And obviously, I'm, like, grown now, so my old bosses, my aunts, uncles, we go out and like we drink and whatever. And they're like, if I'm like, oh, I don't really drink like that or don't just order me like a Coke, they'll be like, so like you don't drink like whatever. When we get into it and they figure out who I am, like as a person, they get so shook. And I'm like, what's so shocking? They're like, I just always assumed that you were a party animal. I assume that you're like, knowing you're just a I'm like, this girl leave the house at dark. You don't know me. Like I won, I wasn't outside and I'm still not outside. Like, that's just not me. I'm not somebody that you have to keep in. I'm never going to want to go out. I promise you. So it's just. I feel like you're the Rory of Gilmore. Girls. Literally. Like, literally. I am. Babes, you're just not so outside. Funny. I'm never like, outside. You just, yeah. You didn't but need to that hear much that, discipline. Yeah. I'm like, I spent my whole life trying to correct that narrative, which is why I'm saying that shit. It's fucking exhausting. Don't yeah. do it. And now I'm just kind of like, I just wish I just vibed, did what I wanted, mm-hmm. like did my own thing. Because why was I so worried about, you know everybody thinks I'm this wild animal. I'm a party girl. I'm going to be on drugs. I love drinking. I've never done a single drug in my life. I've never smoked anything, not a cigarette, not weed, nothing. And I've started drinking at an age that was very appropriate for me yeah. to start drinking. And so I'm like, it's that, per- like trying to correct that perception kind of led me down this path of being obsessed with yeah, what people thought about me. With, yeah. Which I don't blame you because at that age, that's all you care. Even now, that's yeah. like what people care about. It's just yeah. how you're perceiving how what people think about you, especially your parents. Like. But it's it's literally just, it's our environment. It is. again, things that are very normal for our age group at home might seem like they, crime, a literal federal like, crime. Babes, like a volleyball sleepover. <laughs> oh, very normal. No, we can get into that. <laughs> you, we live different lives, babe. Sleepovers were never on the table. I, Babes, I had to like beg and beg and beg oh, and no, beg no, and no. beg and beg and then get the parents into it or whatever yeah. and then it only was because i think my mom was talking about talk about this before on the podcast where she was like i only allowed you to do certain things or get certain things because if i knew like the entire team or whatever i'm the only volleyball player she didn't want to keep you out there. yeah yeah, yeah. like because when you're in practice monday it's like they have all like yeah you know but like <laughs> did i sleep over yeah. no i went there very late my mom picked me up <laughs> You know what I mean? And now looking back, but now looking back with everything that's going on and like child predators and like all these things, like maybe I will do the same thing with my kid. Like, I don't know. Or maybe I could host here. You're damn straight. I'm going to do the same thing with my kid. I'm telling you. I'll tell you that now. Out of everything, I think that's one thing all immigrant kids have like really rallied around. We all used to like curse our parents (laughs) for not letting us go to sleepovers. I used to cry. I used to cry my eyes out. Sleepovers were legendary at one point. And it's especially in elementary school when that's all like you know all your girlfriends are at sleepovers or whatever and now as an adult and you get to college and you hear all these stories of like very unfortunate instances of like sexual assault and child molestation and you realize that not only did that never happen to you but you were never even at risk of it and don't get me wrong it happens a lot within families as well but a lot of these things I, I wasn't even at risk of it because I was never even at a sleepover. I know. There was no chance so of that happening. So looking back, I'm like, holy, oh, that was. And you hear about how common it is. Protection more than yeah. anything else. Yeah. It's like, but at some point I just felt like, damn, my mom just does not want me to have fun. I me too. I literally said they like hate such me. such a drill sergeant. I was like, they hate me. They hate me for like, real. Like, you don't want to be happy. <laughs> like, that's the one thing I want. Take everything else. I just want to, I want to do a sleep. But my, look, they found the silver line where like, my parents definitely won instilled in me that it was out of safety but to let me have sleep like host sleepovers like for my birthday yeah okay, okay so that's fine it just kind of infuriated but which sucks because some of my friends were allowed to sleep over but the other Habisha girls weren't allowed to sleep over yeah. because their moms literally was at my women? door I'm telling my mom go talk to her beg her mom to let her sleep over the other mom was not having it and it's like you, you got to respect the game you got to you gotta, you it doesn't got matter who to. you are none of them yeah. play that and I I seriously they understand play that. I will be repeating it with my kid sleepovers are Hell no. No. It's Hell just, no. I, I really 
it's not happening don't dream of it unless I it's in really, my house i as i get older as a woman i just understand every single decision my mom made yeah. and i would not have it any other way because but it's i'm not just worth saying it. at the moment and not everyone who's listening to this is at our age yeah. they're younger like i'm thinking about our like younger oh, nieces and nephews and they might be going th- through this um which is just like content it's like it's Sucks. better to say on this side it's like if someone told me that when i was younger, i'd be like girl i just want to go to volleyball so i was like, in dramatic girl, tears like i could you could not get me to understand it at I, that age i was more so just like I just had to hide stuff. Yeah. That was just it. Like, like the lengths I went through to just get to this one sleepover. Yeah. And I was supposed to be at Frey's house or Jerry's house Mm -hmm. or like what? As if like my parents won't talk to their siblings. You're so funny. I was like, I don't think I've ever tried that. I was was way too scared. What? I also never like. By the way, just to let you know, just to be on Katie's couch. Eating popcorn (laughs) and drinking a Coke. Like literally. It was everything. But she... Oh, she had a brother there and yeah. like her brother oh. her brother's friends are coming over too my parents were like absolutely not that's not happening. not happening it's just not happening absolutely a dad like, a brother what? it does not matter unless like, i remember thinking like when what it's like i can't remember when i got close to going to a sleepover it might have been end of middle school but my mom was like so who lives in that house and i remember being like single mom sisters <laughs> and i was so excited it was like all it's women just the mother and my and my friend's sister and that's it my mom's like i still know but like you were almost that's close. all you would root for because you're like it's, there's no chance that there's oh yeah anymore. yeah but again you get older and you're like all the things i was kept out of I wouldn't change the world because it's just not it's it. it's just it just isn't though it's, it's just, just it's i mean it's a lifetime of heartache where you miss <laughs> out on some popcorn and movies like next right like, <laughs> like girl, i'm sorry relax. babe it's not yeah, happening yeah, yeah, right all right guys we're gonna take a quick break we'll be back after these short messages um, all right, guys, we are back. Um, so on the talk- topic of like the double life as first gens, mm-hmm. um, you mentioned how you were more so of like, no, I'm going to be this genuine, this be this authentic, genuine person, which is very remarkable, by the way, at that age. Because at that age, like no 14 year old is like, I want to be my real self. Because yeah. you just don't, you, babes, your frontal lobe is not even fully formed. I know. Like, so I'm going to give the, my 14 year old some slack. <laughs> um, but on that topic, I want to kind of, turn the conversation to like self-acceptance yeah as a first gen um do you think you're at it's always a journey so let's start with there but do you think you're at a point where you're starting to like um because you're 22 23 22 right Um, 23 in two months which if anyone listening to this who's older than us just know like obviously like the 20s are the most emotional roller coaster Mm -hmm. i don't recommend it um (laughs) as your voice is cracking (laughs) literally um do you find where are you at with your like self-acceptance journey whether it's like Mm self-love or like whatever you feel comfortable sharing because we're talking about that example that we just gave from the first half of this uh, episode was more so of just not really accepting ourselves for who we are meaning either telling our parents this is what I want to do and I'm mm-hmm. going to do it which is a wild <laughs> thing to say at 14 year very African ass parents very. um very. or just not doing it and just being like this is the life I'm going to choose is just like under my parents rules and yeah. then you know be this person I was kind of trying to limbo between the two um so where's your journey um in that so I feel like my experience is not a unique one I feel like every immigrant daughter I'm talking to the girls here has had this experience where I was especially if you're a first daughter um, I, I was so consumed with making my parents happy, even mm-hmm. if that, that came at the cost of things I fundamentally disagreed with, um, and making sure that like they felt respected and that like I heard them and like just making their life easy in general. And I got to a point where, and this is like no disrespect, but I got to a point when I was like 20 years old where I was like, I'm a human being. I, you know, I have core fundamental beliefs that I have always stood on. And now more than ever, I'm going to have to stand on them even harder. Mm. And it does not matter what else has to give. What's yeah. not going to give is me. Like right. everything else can literally crumble, but I cannot allow, like, how do I word this? I can't allow myself to keep taking the back seat to certain things. Um, so I'm, I like my self-acceptance began then. And from in the past three years, I've just been like, I am me. This is what I believe. I'm sorry if you don't agree with it. It is no disrespect to you. I'm still going to do it this way and I'm never going to hide it from you. It's never going to be behind the back. You asked me a question. I've always been big on this. I might not disclose everything, which most of the time I do. I'm an overshare to the max, but 
if anybody asks me any question straightforward, I've never lied. Mm -hmm. And I, I stand on that. Like, I've never lied. So, I, like, I've always said, like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what makes me happy. Not even just happy, but, like, what I believe is right for me. Right. If that, that sometimes will contradict with what your parents think is right for you, which is yeah. normal because you're two separate human beings. But at some point, especially as an immigrant women with all that we carry in our sh on our shoulders for our families, you have to say, thank you for telling me what you think. I heard you. I'm going to do it this way. You're not going to agree with it. But that is the fact of the matter because you're a grown-ass woman and you are capable of making decisions that serve you and serve no one but you. That is okay. This is, this is, these are the times where you're like, I can be selfish. And right. it's, a, it's a real conversation you have to have with yourself. But it's after I've done that, I feel like yeah. I've really grown to accept myself because I'm like, I accept every part of me, like everything I want, every preference I have. It all, it's all valid. Like I'm going to that. I'm gonna handle it. Yeah. yeah. I but mean, yeah. that's a home, um, that's a home run, especially at your age. Cause I did not like what you're talking about. I'm now, um, probably in the last like six months to a year, um, 27 now. Um, and to be honest, the confidence in that came from the job that I was placed. You have to be confident to thrive in it. And obviously yeah. we're first gens. We yeah. don't fail. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like sink or swim, bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, sink doggy paddle. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think once I got the confidence in that role, I then was able to apply it to like my personal life, yeah. whether it's like um, the city I choose to stay in, the people I choose to be around, the mm -hmm. way that I dress, all those things. I muted so much of that when I was younger yeah. um, because I was addicted to like, I don't know, just making your parents proud and happy. Like yeah. it really is such a good feeling, you know, but and uh, not rocking the boat. Girl. Making sure everything is, and we're first yeah. gens and women. Like right. we're really, really right. designed and programmed to to Don't not rock, rock the, the boat, boat yeah. or yeah. But um, something my dad said when I, as I got older in my twenties, he says, "Just remember, like a yes to someone else is a no to you." Um, and so, but he was, but then when I turned it on and I'm like, yeah, you're the one I'm saying yes to. No. He's like, Bitch, yeah, don't use it with me. That's exactly right, what they right. mean. He's That's like, exactly what they mean. Like, what? Yeah. 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 Um, and I try to always remember that. And, um, I'm sure you've seen on TikTok and stuff where like when, when someone's like, keep the peace, it's like, babes, what piece are we talking about? Cause it's not mine. And it never right. is mine. It's never mine. Yeah. Like yeah. even when we're talking about that double life. I thought I had to do that in order to like have the social life that I wanted also then also be an honor roll and be the great Habasha daughter yeah. that they wanted and being the baby of the family. Um, and, um, but then I think because I'm trying to serve these two masters, which you can, I was spreading yeah. myself too thin. Right. And then I was either depleted, exhausted, or just like disappointed in myself, regar regardless of, of what it was, both ends. Yeah. So really, I don't think I was necessarily thriving in either world. Um, I was trying my hardest to, um, but looking back the you would not notice this, but it's just the mental, like what was going on in my head. I'm like, damn girl, you put yourself through a lot because you felt like you needed to, right. um, to have this social life. This type of, my parents wanted me to have a social life because they allowed me to do sports and stuff, but the type of social life that like my other friends had or, you know, like yeah. all those, like you talk about, just as simple as like a after, after homecoming, they yeah. let me go to the homecoming. Yeah. And then what's going on afterwards. Literally. You know what I mean? Why are you not home? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then just me sharing like, oh no, the, yeah, the party at the high schools is, yeah. it's still 2 a.m. till and they're like, what? Oh. That makes no sense. Like, no, we're picking up, dropping off, like all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I find it remarkable that at a very young age, you've, you've at least started that journey because that's tough as a, yeah. as a, as a first gen. And we're very lucky to be able to get there. I do feel like our parents did something right yeah, since did. we got there at this age, because I know 40 year olds who have not even gone, they haven't done the self work yet. Right. And not saying it's their fault. It's just their environment did not allow them to like the fact really, they were yeah. able to do that is because I've had these conversations with my parents and they were open to like, to talk about it. even as, as little as like me starting this podcast and sharing yeah. these not so great moments and also great moments. Mm -hmm. um, um, I do have to like give that to my parents and my family that I'm able to like, put our shit, shit out, out there, there. <laughs> almost like yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah um now um do you think you with like the self-love and like self-acceptance journey what does that look like for you like I feel like for fresh gens we know what that word means but we actually don't like what yeah. is self-acceptance it's I, it's been lit I feel like since I I've, love that since that like, like shifting freeing. moment yeah it's been one, I feel like it's like brought me and my mom together just because I'm now a person where 
I think she she's realizing, like you said, at, at a certain age, they realize, oh, my God, like, she's not insane. I did do a good job. You know, she's not out here doing insane things. But I think I, like, came to a point where I, I we had a conversation, I think, when I was, like, 20. And I was, like, I need you to understand that if you're ever worried about anything, you can just ask me. Like, I am not the kind of person that is going to lie or hide mm-hmm. anything because I'm not ashamed. So, again, I'm stand on business. Every day when I'm out in this world, and I mean it, like, and you know this, like, I'm, I'm so intentional about everything I say, everything I do. There, You will never catch me slipping. Yeah. You will never catch me doing something where I'm not going to be like, yeah, I did it, now what? I, it's, I'm <laughs> I'm I, everything I do and say, yeah, I, I did, did it. And now I said what it. is crazy? Because I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm no, not thoughtless it. in anything I do. You know what I'm saying? Very I'm so intentional. intentional so, so, you. so yeah, there's, there's, there's always, always a like, reason behind and, my mind. And what? And what? <laughs> Every time. And what? So I told her, I was like, you know. You can ask me where I am. You can FaceTime me whenever you want. We FaceTime like every day when I was in college. My mom would FaceTime me while we're pre-gaming and I'm like three shots in. Yeah. And I'm like showing her. I'm like, girl, I'm three shots oh, in. I love <laughs> like, that. And you know, she- That came later in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, no. And even like, and it's because I remember my aunts being like, Ruth, you're insane. Like, like in the beginning when they were like, uh, why are you taking the hard path with like being so open? Like just fucking do what you want. And then also- you know, lead a separate life when it comes with your family. And I'm like, no, that is not the life I see for myself. I'm going to live one life. That shit is exhausting. And everyone's going to have to get on board. And that's what created so many waves in the relationship with my family where I was forcing everyone to get on board. But hey, we're here now and life is great because I live as one person, like Mm -hmm. one authentic person. And not only have I accepted myself, but like the people closest to me have now, now truly see me. So we're all in the same, like we're on the same vibe. We're on the same page where... I go do something, they call me, what are you doing? I'm telling you exactly what I'm doing, who I'm with, what's going on. Like, I, especially back when I was in school, I mean, freshman year versus senior year is so different. Like, yeah. I used to just, like, my mom would be like, oh, what did you do, do today? I went on this date with this guy, send her photo. She'd be like, he's not cute. Don't think you should do I it. I love that. Next person, you know? It's like, we talk about that, and the next thing would be like, I'm like puking my guts out. And, yeah. you know, freshman year, she'd call me as wrong. I'd be like, I think <laughs> I, have, I have food poisoning. <laughs> I'm like, I have food poisoning. My mom would go, food poisoning. I think you should drink ginger ale. Girl, I don't have food poisoning, okay? Like, it was obviously yeah. 18-year-old in college. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. damn food poisoning. That but 22-year-old wow. me, it's yeah. straight up telling her, drink way too much. I'm not doing well. And she's like, you're an idiot. But eat, eat this, drink this, whatever. And then, like, she'll wait till I'm better. And, like, what the hell is wrong with you, Ruth? Like, you know, like... Come on now. But and I'm like, I like that we can, you know, this, everything is so transparent. I'm yeah. so big on like, I'm, I'm this whole, I feel like when you're younger, mm-hmm. when you're trying to live in your authentic self, it kind of feels like a, us and them, like the people who know you, like the American people, yeah. the people you spend your day to day with. And then your nuclear family who is your immigrant family who just doesn't understand. There doesn't need to be an us and them. I just want to stress that to people that like, Talk you can live it. as your authentic self yes. and you can the more you do it, you can invite people to come know you. Yeah. Which I, I've, I've kind of learned to do where instead of just being like, bro, screw it. You don't know me. You'll never know me. You can know me. I'm going to always leave that door open. Like, I'm going to continue being me. I'm going to continue doing really what I want. talking. Because I think I really want to touch on that point because what Ruth is saying basically is it started with you accepting you. Yeah. And then inviting people in. Because I really like, I might feel passionate about this, but yeah. I think it's because... I, there was a life where um, I always loved my mom. We always had a great relationship, but she was such a drill sergeant yeah. and um, just wanted to make sure I was doing the things. Yeah. All about practice, SAT prep, honor roll, all those things. Like she was just that. And she was a working mom too. So I don't even know how she did all yeah. that. I really don't. But um, and I don't regret anything. Um, but then I, when someone's coming to you and not really asking you about like, so like what's the gossip in the hallway which i know in my head and i want to talk about because exactly. she's really asking like so she when i would come home she's like hey how's your day so how's that test that you took because she knew algebra did, it, did you find your textbook in your locker like all those things that's not room that's not really an environment to, or that's not it um inviting to be like oh by the way also girl she'd be like girl what do you you could did you pass that. She your test you exactly did you go exactly. to practice but when i got into college and then I think that that distance between us allowed me to, like, miss her more. Yeah, same. And, like, I will say this now. Like, I have been in a strip club <laughs> FaceTiming my mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, That's girl, so look at this. Yeah. And, and, like, I yeah. have to sometimes pinch myself. And, like, some of my, my best friends who've known her since I was little, too, they'll be like, 
girl, you're just FaceTiming your mom. Yeah. Like, girl, we were out here, whatever. And no, I was like, actually, I do that now because I've always, I never thought I would get there. Ever. And ever. so I the reason so why real. I want to preface that is be, or like really emphasize that is because what you're saying is once I accepted me for me about like my hobbies, I do what I like to do, what I'm capable of, what I'm not capable yeah. of. I then allowed the closest people to me yeah. in and I've like truly the relationship I have with my mom right now is the, the I remember both my parents is a dream. Actually, is a same. dream to the point where I know people said this to you because you're on social media too, where I've gotten beautiful messages like, oh, I wish I was that close with my Habesha mom or whatever. Because there's the deemed like yeah. immigrant parents who's strict and they're in it right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right yeah. now, my niece is looking at my cousin who's their mom, yeah. who's like, hey, did you go to soccer practice or whatever? I'm like, I promise you it'll make sense later. Yeah, but right yeah, now, yeah. you just feel kind of like, a, like I almost could not there's bond such a with distance, at one yeah. point, which breaks my heart because because I, I don't. I don't even remember that really because right now, like my mom is really, I told you, she's for the girls. Like she's yeah. a homie yeah. and I just want everyone to get to that yeah. place. But it has to start with the parent or the child. And for us, it was a child. For me, child. it was a child where yeah. I was like, mom, I'm going to let you in. And I yeah. think it was after um, both of our parents saw that like, okay, we did okay. Yeah. She's not like, an asshole. You know? She's not. Yeah. And so, so she knows when I'm out here in these streets, I'm not out here in these streets. In the, exactly. I'm literally, exactly. I just like to be adjacent to the craziness. I don't want to actually be right. in the mix. Right. I just want to call you. I just want to cover the like, bitch. This like, is what happened. This is what I saw. Have I ever been did. like, I did. Yeah. Like, girl. I no. saw. Heavy on the ice. Or saw. what this person came and told, like, yeah. this happened to me. You know what yeah. I mean? And it really, like, I'm so glad we both have that because I just think, like, I always say, I think moms are God's gift to us for sure. Yeah. No, and I think it's the same thing for me where I see my, my mom wasn't like a drill sergeant or, like, you know, she wasn't the authoritative figure in my life. She was always like a friend. Like, very much she's like always I, the girl yeah, yeah i've like called her like by, you know by her first name my whole life like we're very much it was a different relationship that's uh, a different homie from first that. first she's, yeah name. she's been a homie wow. since day one yeah, but yeah, yeah not a homie i liked and <laughs> that's real that's so i have to be honest about it in and high that's school a journey yeah in high school it was beef like I'm actual dead. beef i think I'm everybody dead, I'm knew dead, I'm like dead. we we are not we're not friends mm -hmm. don't like her like i remember being like you don't like me and she was like you think i don't like you i was like yeah you don't like you might love me, but you don't like me. And it's not, and I, I can't even imagine how hurtful that was to her, but like, I genuinely didn't believe she liked me because I also just didn't like her. And I just remember saying to people like, it's so wild that like, God would, you know, make me her daughter when we're so opposite. Like, I used to always be like- Think you were. Yeah, exactly. Think. And everybody would be like, who met us, Ruth and Fick, are, they're, they're the exact same. And I'm like, same how? Like, I would genuinely get mad. I'm like, I'm nothing like her. We're so different. And then, you know, your frontal lobe develops, you grow a little bit and you realize I'm my mother's twin. Like we are the same person. Yeah. And so I'm like now anything, any thought I have, yeah. I call her, I tell her, especially any dream I have. Oh my God, forget me, my friends. My friends have dreams, tell my mom. Cause she's like, a, knows how to that. read dreams really well. And people will call me and be like, put her on the phone so I can tell her. And I'd be like, you know, with my girlfriends, we'll be at like a table and this is my senior year. And I'm like telling her I had a dream about this one guy that I had like went on a date with and I, kind of like him but I like I don't he hasn't talked to me in a really long time and I'm telling her like he was in my dream and he did this and what does that mean and like he was holding my hand and my friends are at the table like jaw dropped and they're like you did not just call your you know Ethiopian mom and tell her that I'm like why wouldn't I like you know because I, we're at that point now that's where not, that's so foreign that transparency it, I'm telling you guys what is it? exposure therapy works it the more because yeah. I used to tell my mom outrageous things and people would be like you're stressing her out. Don't tell her these things. No, I'm doing it on purpose because she's going to get no, used to it. No, I tell her now, but it's because she knows like. Freshman year, I used to just be like, yeah, last night I was walking and I think I saw like somebody shot up the party. And I'd be like, what? Oh my God. She's going to lose sleep that night. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? Now she knows that I've been at parties where things get shot up and like, like that's like one, you right. know something about yeah, my life. Yeah. And then we grow and we yeah. grow. And then it's like, she's getting so used to it and nothing phases her anymore. I can literally say anything. And she's like, oh, okay. She doesn't stop. And she's like, right. Ruth, what? Because she knows what you're capable of and what you're not. Yeah. And, and I feel like one her, that yeah. that was literally needed for our relationship. Because now, like, she, we, we're we really cool. Like, my mom's legitimately, like, one of my good friends. She's friends with all my good friends. Like, she knows the tea. She knows what's going on in our lives. She knows everything about my life. Like, there's nothing she doesn't know. But that's because after I accepted me, she finally accepted me. Starts with you. Not yeah. the version of me she wanted me to be. Not the version that people tell her I am or assume I am. But just me. It really, it's so cliche. But yeah. I'm, as I got older, I just learned all the cliches are so true. Right. That it really just starts at self-acceptance. Because we want, stuff. you know, you, everybody wants to be accepted by their immigrant parents. But like oh also remember, God, you're yeah. leading a double life. They literally don't know you. 
they don't know and who whose fault is that that's our it's fault. our fault yeah which is why i'm like it might have taken longer and it might have you know made my life hell but the path i took got me to my destination mm-hmm. quicker because now i'm 22 and we're good over here babe like yeah and i i really always wanted to be like because what would happen is i would be able to go over to my friend's house and we're in the kid on the kitchen counter eating some snacks before a game and I'm talking to my friend's mom and my friend is, is going on and on about like the breakup that she just had and mm-hmm. she doesn't know if she should sleep with him or not or whatever. And I just look at that and really at the age of 15, like you yearn for that relationship, yeah. which now come on like, babes, guess what I just did? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. even when she's, my, and yeah. cause I want it to be like, I remember when I was younger, I was like, man, and I know a lot of first gens can relate to this. Like it I want my mom to know who her daughter is literally like what she's capable of and whatnot because life is so short and I want her to know but you it has to start with you like the moment I let my mom in is because I got comfortable in my skin and like you know like the way that I move the way that I dress music I listen to all that stuff because in high school and even college you're still trying to conform and I feel like the biggest because I'm I 100% agree with you I'm that's exactly type of path I was on but I feel like what really changed for us in our Mm -hmm. 20s aside like different from high school is that and to my cousins who are in high school and hate their moms right now, trust me, been there, done that. You'll get over it. You don't actually hate her. Yeah, But I will say not. what happens is that you view your mom as just your mom right now. You go to college, you're away from her, you kind of live life, and then you view her as a girl. And you're like, oh, my God, she's just a girl. Like, she's just a girl like me, and she's just a girl like my friends, and she deserves, you know, the consideration, the empathy. Yeah. I have to think about, like, what could be going through her mind. And I swear to you, before like the age of 20, I, that never crossed my mind. I actually didn't care. Like, because in my head, it? you're my mom. Yeah, like, you why know, would it? As I'm, like, you know, I'm a child, your mother, that's what it is. But you have to remember, like, she's not just a mom. Like, that's not, that might be something she, she has is. That's her, not she, just who she, she has is, her right? insecurity. She's she a has. woman now, but she was once just a girl. You yeah. don't know what happened to that girl. Right. You don't know what she's Aww, been through. Yeah. You don't, that, that girl is still living inside of her. And so once I, that clicked to me, the way I interacted with her changed. I literally interacted with her the same way I interact with my girlfriends where I'm, there's like a level of understanding and a level of like consideration I give them because I have no clue, you know, what could be going on with you where we don't give that consideration to our moms because we're like, you're my mom. Like you're going to always be there. Just, you know, you ask them for a million things. You're never thankful. You get upset with them really easily. Like I don't, I, I don't think I've even raised my voice at my mom in years. Oh no. It just doesn't happen because I, when I think it's me. Well, I wouldn't be alive, but. No, see, we have different, <laughs> with my, I would definitely be alive. I just think it's mean. And when I hear like, anybody arguing with her and raising their voice I immediately come into the room because I don't play that anymore like at all yeah zero and it's because in my head it's like I'm looking out for the girl in her and now it's it's such a weird thing to view her as that yeah like damn it's not you're not just a girl yeah you're literally just a girl and she's I we've seen this on TikTok like she's going like our parents are going through life for the first time too yeah so like, cause when you're younger, you just see them as these superheroes yeah. and they take, cause they're, they're, they're your caregivers. How can you not? These people are responsible for you to be clean, be safe and eat. Yeah. So obviously you think they know all the answers. Right. And they don't. They don't. They don't. Yeah. Show but them, give them a, a little bit of grace. Like, yeah, absolutely. Especially coming to this country and trying to like figure yeah. it out. Like yeah. imagine if, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But it really does start at self-acceptance. I do think that double life helps you a little bit yeah if you value that like social life as well because as a kid that's all you really care about the devil life is the easiest thing to do right like and it's almost like natural not gonna lie to you no but that's that's another thing i want actually it's a good point to touch on is that like we say self-acceptance like it's just an easy thing no it's actually it's again cliche but the hardest thing to be is (laughs) yourself yeah really because then because part of it is like um when i was with my friends and i was a part of myself i wasn't just like this facade but i was a part of myself if that wasn't accepted, well, was that an actual stink? Because I knew that wasn't really myself. So I could yeah. just go home and protect. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because it just keeps them at bay. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like growing up in a, well, I loved, I grew up in like an area that had all ethnicities, but it was majority uh, suburban, like Caucasian area. So yeah. you just try to like conform. If I could do it over again, I would dress different. I would behave different. I would not care about certain stuff. I would me not too. go to certain parties. Like me I, too. but it, this is what my older cousins told me. I just didn't right. listen. Cause I'm like, no, I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought I was so, you couldn't tell me nothing yeah. at that age. Right. I just wish I kind of let like myself be my age. I feel like I was, I, wish I, I was way too. too serious. And I regret that so bad now because I'm like, I would like see cousins, aunts, uncles, whatever. And they would see me at like 15, like, oh, like Ruth, like, so do you have a boyfriend or like how many parties have you been to? 
have you done this? Have you done that? And in my head, I'm like, no, no, because I was like, it's a crime to do that. It's literally like I would probably go to jail, <laughs> like because it was that deep in my head. And now I'm like, oh my god, Ruth, you were 15. I don't know how I let people convince me that I had like that it was a legit crime to be doing these things. Yeah, they are regular 15, 16, 17 year old behavior. Yeah, that, I should have been on it. I know. I should have. And I it's know. like because now I'm like I wasn't doing anything crazy. Why I know, not? but at that age. Every little thing feels like the end of the world. The end of the world. Actually, whether it's a failed test, whether like actually, feels, yeah. oh my god, anything happens when you're in high school, and it's actually yeah. the end of the world. Um. All right, guys, we're back. So, um, uh, actually, the last thing I kind of want to talk about is we could talk about this for like ever and ever and ever. Um, is we talk about self acceptance. We talked about kind of like that double life. Um um as a first gen is there anything that you would do differently when you when when you were younger as a first gen whether it was like do the double life not do the double life anything at that at yeah. that time because I feel like being a first gen a lot of like the tougher well I shouldn't speak for everyone but for myself like the the most difficult time was grinding to get to that diploma grinding to get to that which was this 14 years yeah. and then you know what I mean like yeah. I think I would do a little bit more. Again, when I said I wish I acted my age, I wish that I was selfish. I wasn't selfish, which again, that sounds bad, but like I wish I was more selfish in my teen years mm -hmm. because I deserve to be. I think every teenager who's worried about themselves and wanting to have fun and wanting to do what they want, that's normal and it's very age appropriate and you will grow a conscience soon enough and you won't be that way. So enjoy it. I feel like I was too consumed with like, people's expectations of me and meeting it and being this like perfect person and making sure that no one had any complaints about me, that I was yeah. the nicest, the most polite, most respectful. that I was the most respectful, that I yeah. never embarrassed my parents, that I never stressed my parents out. Any, all these things. And I'm like, who, one, legitimately, who the hell cares? Like when parents have kids, they fully understand that ages 15 through 18, you're going to be stressed. Okay. Yeah. It's not on the kid to be this concerned with not stressing their parents. Like, I think that I, I overdid it in that sense, which to my, you know, good for my parents. Like they were never stressed about me. They never had to worry about me. I never like got in trouble, made mistakes like that, but that's not, I think that was too much on such a young person. And now like looking back and realizing how young I was and like, oh. why was I taking that on at 14? That makes no sense. I should have, I did not show myself any grace and I really wish I did. So it's the only thing I would change. And I, when I have kids, I'm going to make sure that they understand it's okay to fuck up. Yeah. Like completely, like just live your That's life. That's a real one. Just live your life. I don't need you worried about like, I have to be perfect or else there's, there's no, you don't have to. Like, right. And babes, you're 15. Like what you're going to change the world. Like relax. Yeah. You know what But I mean? you know, in the yeah. immigrant community, something happens and it's like, it's not a reflection of just you. It's a reflection of, of your, your entire family. Yeah. And then, and don't bring community. shame to the yeah. Girl, if I was on the news for any goddamn thing, it's a reflection of my community. Yeah. Just the same but way if you do something great and everybody's proud, every Habisha person in the DMV is gonna be talking about you because you're a reflection of the community. So if I ever That's so got true. arrested for anything, I'm shamed by the community. So that weighed heavy on me, but I don't think it should have at 14, 15, 16. It really shouldn't have. I think I should have, you know, been yeah. a kid. Yeah, we talk about there's there just was no room for for error unfortunately yeah. and I do think that's probably pro everything happens for a reason but that's probably what also stunted my potential and growth because the fear of making a mistake is probably the biggest mistake that I've made up Crippling. until like last week like yeah. literally I'm not even joking yeah. like the indecisiveness because I was a baby of the family so every decision was already made for mm -hmm. me like you're going to college you're gonna go to this college you're getting a scholarship all that yeah. stuff um um I'm just reading a book now where like the most successful people, the difference between them is they just make a decision. Whether it's yeah. the wrong one, they learn from it, it's a lesson, they keep going. Yeah. But imagine if you're just making, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do this and just be decisive rather than like, oh, I don't know. And then your opportunity, you know, like yeah. it's just, yeah. So part of it, I think that stunted my growth, uh, but it was because I allowed that kind of like, immigrant, there's just no room for error. So you're there's just no like terrified and you're 15. Like know. you don't know anything. And you, again, it, it seems normal then because think you're so grown up and yeah. again the pressure's on you because you feel like everybody else also like, kind of all adultifies you but and then you think about like my white American friends at 15 like they are seen as kids they're seen as they're teenagers you know like they're gonna get drunk they're yeah. gonna go to home they're gonna do xyz and I'm like I wish that I viewed myself that way because my life would have it would have been a lot smoother the last thing I really want to talk about and I know you're gonna relate to this because we're literally the same exact person but what you talked about what you view yourself 
the you know how you have like that internal dialogue yeah. that voice that you yeah. have in your head i've had that same voice since i was like eight. Oh, like i say this all the time like, and i think people don't get it when i say and I've i been sound this, crazy i've been the same person like no like it just makes sense. i was Why did eight you do that old. with like the 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 self the the therapist in my head like like Everything. since i was eight years old which is Thank crazy you. no but i say this all the time and i think people think i i I'm like, it's not, I'm not saying I haven't grown or changed as a person, but when I say I've been the same person since I was eight, in my, yeah. I've been the same person since I was it's eight. It's just now it's, I sure to share more yeah. things, have more vocabulary, but in my head, I had the Literally. feeling or whatever of the conviction, whatever it was, like I've had it since I was it. that young. Same thing with like knowing wrong from right. Um, con- uh, look, what 10 year old do you know that's like, I'm not going to do this because that's going to stress my mom out. And then in turn, that's going to make her upset. And this, like, no 10 year old thinks like that. They just do because your mind is simple. My, that voice in my head since I was little has always thought always. about how my, what, what kind of consequences my actions are going to have. How it's gonna I'm talking long term, other people. how it's going to affect other people, how it's going to make everybody Girl. around me feel like I've always had and that. And we couldn't sleep over it. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they didn't have to worry about us. <laughs> never had to worry. And I think that and that's also why I would get frustrated and be like, no one really knows me in my family, which is also why I've always clung to my friends because my friends have always known me. Mm-hmm. Whereas my family, you know, they're like, oh, got to be careful with Ruth. Like she is so reckless and impulsive so interesting and she not. makes dumb decisions. And it's like, can you name just, one? Just, Cause I'm an overthinker. Not, yeah. And I literally <laughs> think like, I wish every I possible outcome. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know about impulsive and like reckless. Babes, what? Who we're talking about? Right. I knew you were gonna relate to yeah, that. On that. It drives me I've always, always since I was like young. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I would almost think I'd probably have a little bit more of a fun childhood if I didn't have that. Me too. Because I was just always a friend that people went to for advice Same. or like it. But I was a fifteen-year-old giving another fifteen-year-old advice. Same. I had no business doing that. Same. But to me, it was I just it just from the outside. My friends tell me you just like I remember one time my friend was like, "Hey, Mila, like it's okay to share like your issues or whatever," and I was like. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, w- I would, but like I just, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Just not make them feel bad. But in my head, I'm like, but I've already had the internal dialogue. Oh my god, I, that's God. That's just my higher. I pro- always like, whatever, say like, me, my like, problems are between me and God because I've never felt like there's anyone that could actually solve my problems. Like if I want to vent, sure I'll vent. I'm never looking for an answer from anyone though because I right either I can answer my own question or yeah. God can answer it. No tea, no shade, but there's no other human being that can yeah. answer my question. Also, when I'm 15, like, babe, my friend's outside. Why would I want to go to a friend right. who's outside? Right, like, right, right. You don't even have your shit in order. Yeah. Like, what are we <laughs> thinking? Neither do I, but like. Literally. <laughs> but it's, it's the same. It's since I was younger. Oh, my I've God. I've had some people. It's so real. Be like, oh, like, you know, you're like a big sister to me. Or like, you might be younger, but, you know, I still go to you for advice. And it's in my head. That I'm like, part, Yeah. <sighs> It's like, crazy, I, yeah, right? It's, it's, it, it blows your mind. I'm glad I have it now. When I was younger, I was like. I, was I felt I felt like I've been now I'm older so I feel older but I felt like I was 18 by the age of eight like <laughs> blowing your mind like, oh I God. know you feel the same you way you don't know how seen like, I feel right like, now. my cousin <laughs> at my grad party high school grad party my cousin Nazi got up and he was like giving his speech and he was like honestly like congrats to Ruth but like Ruth's been 18 since she was like 10 and I was like, like speak it <laughs> speak it because he was saying it in like a funny way but I was like no, no real shit we can talk like, about actually, it like yeah, I've been 18 yeah, yeah, since yeah, I was yeah. like 10 and that's yeah. not fair yeah, but it, yeah. It, we think that we're just like naturally like this. it's not a natural thing it's the expectations yeah that's true it's our we, environment we and all that tell you, yeah, yeah yeah people yeah, are yeah, like right. oh, you're such a good kid and you you're so responsible Girl. and you always take care of everyone what are you gonna do like be responsible I'm tired take care that's what's gonna and so yeah, I feel like what's yeah. been told to me oh, Ruth you know you always do I your know. chores you always help your parents you don't give anyone trouble like, subconsciously girl. you become that person yeah yeah you're and right so you're it's right. a lot of pressure yeah it is, yeah it is it is a lot of pressure um all right guys that is the end of this episode as always please make sure to follow like subscribe comment do all that fun stuff mm-hmm. thank you ruthie for coming on you'll see her more guys she might be a co-host <laughs> we're talking about it um we'll see you in our next episode guys take bye. care bye